As highlighted by recent cyber attacks on health plans and hospitals, the healthcare sector is in the bullseye for hackers and other cyber criminals. But where is the healthcare sector going wrong in its approach to cybersecurity? I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with David Finn, Health IT Officer at security vendor Symantec. David will be discussing some findings from a new study by Symantec and HIMSS Analytics examining the state of cybersecurity in the healthcare sector. So now, David, we know that the healthcare sector has been under-investing in cybersecurity for quite some time, and organizations often rely on security programs focused on HIPAA compliance. But as recent attacks on the healthcare sector have shown, healthcare organizations are largely unprepared to effectively deal with some of the evolving threats that we've been seeing. So please briefly describe for us some of the lessons that emerged from your recent study. What was most surprising? The surprise is we should have been doing this for 13 years for privacy and the past 11 years for security. And and the most surprising thing is we're not further along after over a decade of thinking we're addressing privacy and security in the industry. And there's a couple reasons for that. But I I think one of the big ones is we have always thought of security as a, a kind of a compliance issue because of the requirements under HIPAA and B as an IT problem rather than the real business problem that it is. And I, I think some of the recent hacks, some of the recent ransomware attacks really have highlighted that this is a business issue, not just an IT issue. And what we have learned painfully is that just checking boxes and meeting regulatory requirements doesn't really give you security. You actually have to do something rather than just look at policies and procedures. You actually have to implement things and do things and follow up. David, for your study, what sorts of organizations did you examine, how many, and what did you look at? We were working with HIMSS Analytics, and I think it's it's actually quite a good study. We were focused on chief information officers and chief information security officers or security officers, director level and above or chief. So I think we had a good mix of focus there. And the hospitals ranged in size from 101 beds to greater than 500 beds. So we had a good mix. Most of those were larger hospitals and health systems. So I think we're getting some insights that indicate if the big organizations are not investing the money, the people, and the resources, certainly the smaller organizations are probably doing less. So I think we had a good focus, and then we looked at everything from standalone hospitals to corporate offices to academic medical centers and, and integrated delivery systems. So I think we had a good mix. We were focused on a hundred organizations that did kind of a online survey. But the most interesting part to me is we did a deep dive with about ten providers which ranged from actually a, a payer was in that mix to to very large systems and really got in depth to talk about what was going on, what they were seeing and what they were doing, how they were changing to address some of the, the issues that they were seeing now, the evolving threats, the staffing and budget issues, and the governance. 
So with that said, overall, what were the biggest gaps that you saw in the cybersecurity programs of these healthcare sector organizations? What sorts of things are they doing wrong that are making them vulnerable to the kinds of attacks that we've been seeing? I think, and we, we touched on it earlier, is we have historically taken this compliance-based approach to security. And so we're still seeing IT responsible for security and for risk management. But these are business risks, and to, to make IT responsible for assessing risk across a healthcare organization really doesn't make any sense. They, they don't have the skills, they don't have the focus, and that isn't their job. Their job is to provide information technology and information technology services. So one, we've got kind of this misalignment of who's really responsible for implementing it, and that may be IT security operations, but who gets to set the rules, and that needs to be pushed kind of up the ladder, so to speak, to get the business units involved, to get the CEO, the CFO involved in assessing what can be at risk and what can't be at risk and what are acceptable levels of risk. The other thing is we continue to see an incredible lack of underfunding in healthcare for security. We still see a vast majority of healthcare organizations, a majority spending less than 3% of their IT budget is being allocated to security. The next group is almost 30%, so you've got roughly 70% of the healthcare organizations we surveyed spending less than 6% of their IT budget. In other regulated industries, we see a number that ranges from 9 to 12% of their IT budget being spent on security. And in some sectors, like federal government, we're seeing numbers as high as 16%. So we see a lack of this misaligned governance, the lack of spending, and last is the lack of staff, of headcount allocated to IT security. So most organizations we looked at had five people or less allocated to IT security, and some of these were massive organizations, and so it, it begins to look like a disturbing number. And we know that there's critical access hospitals, there's small uh, hospitals, 150 to 200 beds, that really have barely an IT staff and they're sharing the security issue. And so you have a lack of focus. You don't have people dedicated to the problem and consequently we're seeing the results in the industry of these breaches, of data losses, of shutdowns as, as systems go down or are taken over. And underspending on security has been a long-term problem within the healthcare sector, and we're seeing more of these attacks on the healthcare sector. Why do we still see this disconnect? What is it that healthcare organizations and their leaders are not getting about the need to allocate more resources and more attention on cybersecurity? What can change? That's a great question. I think one of the, the issues is it's, it's kind of a, a vicious cycle. We don't spend the money, which makes us a more likely attack because the bad guys all know that healthcare isn't spending the money. And so we contribute to becoming a target ourselves. 
But at the higher level, the bigger picture is kind of two things have happened over the last 10 years. As we've migrated to EHRs and automated more of the provision of health care, we have more and more digital information, and that information is very valuable. In fact, health care has the most valuable information about people of any industry because we collect all the good information and put it in one place to make it easy for clinicians, for coders, for billing purposes, even for, for data analytics. It's helpful to have all that information together so you can do analysis as well as your operations and provide treatment. That makes it easy for the bad guys once they get in. So we've collected all this information, we've digitized healthcare, and in the world of cyber during this same 10-year cycle, we've seen an incredible monetization of that data. We're, we're at a kind of a strange point in our history where information about us is more valuable than the things we possess. So in the old days, you might get stuck up at gunpoint walking down the street or someone might steal your car while it was parked in the parking lot. But if they can get your credentials, the login and the password, they have something much more valuable than your house or anything they could carry out of your car or anything they could carry out of your house. So we've got this strange paradigm, plus cybercrime is easier to commit. You don't have to travel to a crime scene. You don't have to worry about barking dogs or homeowners with guns. You can do it from almost anywhere and appear to be almost anywhere else while you're doing the crime. And the really clever bad guys don't even actually commit the crime. They send you a link or a or a spam phishing email, and, and the poor unsuspecting victim can commit the crime on themselves by clicking a link that they don't know is going to do bad things to their computer or let bad guys into those systems. Federal regulators have repeatedly found that healthcare entities often do a poor job with security risk assessments. And in light of all these evolving threats that we're seeing, what hope is there for healthcare entities to do a better job with risk assessment if they've done a poor job in the past and now they're facing threats that perhaps they don't even understand? This is the probably the biggest paradigm shift that we're going to have to make in healthcare, and that this is not a technology issue. There's security things, and certainly you need security and tools, but we have to change the way we think about data, and that's going to come back to governance. These are business risks, and the CFO, the chief operating officer, the chief nursing officer, clinicians need to be involved in determining what information is most critical and has to be up and available and accurate and true. And then we have to apply the right resources to protecting those assets. The IT people do a great job looking at security risk from a technology perspective, but the technology is probably not the most important asset we have. It's the data itself. So it comes back to governance and making sure We've got the right people looking at these risks and at what needs to be protected. And if you build an information governance program with the right stakeholders, you really begin to shift the focus from the technology to the people and the policies 
that generate, use, and manage all that data and the information required for care and all the related processes around care. We've undergone these major changes in the delivery of health care, in payment systems, and even the delivery of IT with mobile and cloud and virtual, and we have not kept up in assessing the business risks around those delivery systems and the changes in health care since we're more mobile and doing more remote care and those kinds of things. And those aren't IT issues. IT doesn't really deliver the health care. They provide the tools and the access so patients and clinicians can connect in other ways. And that's really what has to change. We have to change the way we think about this information and how it's used and how it flows and who gets access to it and how they get access to it. And David, as you mentioned, the use of electronic health records has really exploded over the last decade or so. But also we see the Internet of Things, we see consumer wearable health devices, mobile health apps, medical devices, and all of these things pose potential security challenges to the healthcare sector. What worries you the most about these newer technologies, and what steps do you think healthcare entities should be taking right now to get a handle on these concerns? The Internet of Things is frightening to all of us, I think, as a society when you see what can be done with autonomous cars being taken over and, and drones being hijacked and, and even people's thermostats in their home or their refrigerators getting taken over. But in, in healthcare, I think the big train wreck we're waiting to see is the biomedical devices. And what we found in this survey is more than half of the people of the organization surveyed have only begun talking about the issue of medical devices. They've talked about the need to plan or have started planning, but they haven't addressed the issue. And in 2015, we saw for the first time this had moved from an academic research issue where devices had been hacked to the real world where devices in hospitals were being hacked by patients to increase their dosage of controlled substances or devices were actually being used to get onto the hospital's network so more mischievous and more damaging data could be accessed. So the device wasn't the target. The device became the entry point for the bad guys because they are so difficult to secure. They've been so neglected for so long. So I think the FDA has become very active over the last two years in issuing guidance But until the device makers actually step up and own this problem and the providers insist that their vendors in in the form of these device makers provide protection and the ability to, to defend these devices against attack or to use them as entry points, I think that will be a very difficult situation to overcome. And it isn't just the medical devices in hospitals you've got embedded systems in in higher low-pressure treatment rooms. Someone could take over the HVAC. We've got automated medication dispensers, which could be hijacked and abused. So there's a lot of issues, not to mention the, the devices like an anesthesia machine or other devices that are actually life-providing uh, 
services and if they failed inappropriately under an attack or were taken over the ramifications are way worse than losing a credit card for example we really are talking about life-threatening situations potentially thanks david i've been speaking to david finn i'm marian kolbesak mcgee of information security media group thanks for listening